Hey, and welcome to Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. Where Alex and Shay, two former college roommates who went from enemies to lovers. lovers. This podcast explores dating, polyamory, and ethical non-monogamy. We also feature guests that will ask us questions and share their stories. So keep an open mind. Please subscribe. And as always, stay stay curious. Enemies to Lovers. Let's get into it. Today, we're discussing how to pick a partner. Dating criteria, what we look for in a partner, red flags, and rate dating app profiles. Let's go! Enemies to Lovers. So. So this was actually your idea, this episode Yes. (laughs) My roommate and I, at like 2 a.m. one night, were like complaining about dating. Well, not complaining. We were discussing dating. And we were like, wait a second. Isn't there something we've all felt like has been lacking in previous relationships? We sat down and wrote out like a five-point scale. Mm. We were like, if they hit these five points, it's not a guarantee that the relationship will work out, but it's usually a guarantee that like something is there. Yeah, which I didn't realize you wrote these yourself, so that intrigued me more. Um, And you you had told me that on the five-point scale – all of your shitty exes, all of the exes that didn't end well, were below a 2.5 out of the five points, right? Yeah, I totally think there's a merit here for like approaching dating in the future. So let's let's check it out. Yeah. Uh, number one, are you attracted to them? Two, do you have sexual compatibility? See, a lot of people think that you're going to have sexual compatibility and attraction are the same thing, but they're not. That's true. You can think someone's attractive physically, and but not, not have, yeah, not have the connection with them. Number three... Is there easy conversational fluidity? Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, like, oh, do you have an easy time talking to them? Can you talk to them about, like, anything? Is it is there an equal degree of, like, initiation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of do you feel like you've known this person for forever? That's kind yeah. of the vibe you get when you're, yeah. Like, we picked, I think we have conversational fluidity, hence the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do they have, four, do they have passions and interests? Are they interested in yours? I don't necessarily think couples need to share all the same interests. Right. But they should at least be like, yeah, how's like Boulder Skate going? Or like, yeah. how was your concert? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, at least be supportive. Because, right. Be supportive. You know, self-care. And, and number five. five, are they emotionally intelligent, transparent, and communicative? Yeah, about their like needs, what they expect out of the relationship. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it's like they could read your mind and like True. anticipate all your needs. But it's sort of like... Are they willing to talk? Yeah. And like, not shy Which, away from the harder conversations. Not everyone is. <laughs> yeah. No, those are really good. So do we want to kind of go through some of our, and we won't say their names, obviously, but some of our past relationships and go over what maybe they were lacking from the list? Yeah. And we'll see where they were on the five points. Oh. Like, let's it. up. We're going to do some math this episode. Let's do it. Let's try this. Let's start out with Lily since we just recently had her on. So yeah. Lily's one of my exes. She does not mind being mentioned. She's been on the podcast. We're going to use her real name. We're not doxing her. No. I promise. She, she's a, which side note, Lily's an awesome polyamory educator. Check out her YouTube channel. Lily Kerrigan. We'll link it below in the episode. She's very smart and has a lot of educational content, whereas we're more just trying to figure it out and talking through the journey <laughs> that's what we're doing yeah um yeah. so for lily let's see so number one are you attracted to them yeah obviously i was into her she actually made a move on me first when we first met but she's like objectively cute so i was like yeah of course i'll, I'll hang out with you whatever so i'll say yes to number one number two do you have sexual compatibility yeah 
I would say so. Number three, is there easy conversational fluidity? Yes. Number four, do they have passions, interests? Are they interested in yours? Yes. Number five, are they emotionally intelligent or transparent? Yes. So this is interesting because because I feel like, well, I feel like we should add a sixth thing here because these five points are great in terms of figuring out whether or not it could work out. But what about the style of relationship they want? I feel like that was part of like transparency. Maybe one. I guess that's true. Yeah. If if that seems like their onboarding experience for you was not what you needed. I mean, I think part of it is also that I was really new to the ENM world, but yeah. So maybe five, but I mean, either way, she gets at least a four out of five. So. Yeah. So I think like anything above a two point five is like a viable relationship. Right. It does not mean it will last. That's that's a good point. There's yeah. other stuff like. Do they align with you politically? And then, like, do you guys, do they, like, hit any, like, major deal breakers? Yeah. Yeah, deal breakers is a big one. Um, what about you? What's, what's, let's go over one of your exes. I guess we can cover. Your most recent ex, maybe? What did we nickname them? Mormon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Mormon. Anyways, my most recent ex will go over. I was definitely attracted to them. We were definitely sexually compatible. I think there was pretty easy conversational fluidity. I would give them like a 0.5 on the passion's interest in interest mm. in yours part because like he was super into hiking and working mm. out and I'm not very much into those things. It's also hot as hell where I live. Mm-hmm. So he did say when we were dating that he didn't care that we didn't have like a lot of overlapping hobbies, mm-hmm. but now he's dating someone with a lot of similar interests. Mm. So I think there was something lacking there. Yeah. And then I would say they're not very transparent or emotionally intelligent. And then it just kind of fizzled out. Like they never fully broke up with me until I initiated that Mm. conversation. So I guess also in terms of the relationship lasting, you want consistency and growth. Maybe it'd be interesting to make up criteria like this for, okay, now you're in relationship. How do we make it last? I think this is more for like, dating unless mm-hmm. so like relationship right like right figuring here. out how to veto someone in, yeah uh, in the first you know impression that you get from them this i think this would be a good vetting criteria that's true yeah so i would give him like a 3.5 okay yeah so still the potential was there right the and potential then, was definitely there yeah until things fell apart a little bit yeah let's go over safe word safe word oh, safe word has been talked about a lot <laughs> yes he has um so safe word in terms okay attracted to them i'm gonna be fully transparent not my (laughs) type physically which is you need to stop going for blondes well i the thing is they keep hitting on me (laughs) and then i get charmed by their personalities and i'm like okay let's do this he got the riz he does have the riz if you have charisma i'm in trouble (laughs) um but yeah no i would say in terms of one Probably not physically, not when I first met him. Do you have sexual compatibility? Yes. That was the main issue and why oh, it was... you're giving him a one for attraction? No, I'm not. Okay, you're giving him a zero. Zero for the first one. Um, I'm taking this in terms of, like, first impression attraction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can get more attracted to someone the more you get to know them and everything, um, or just, like, their mannerisms. But when I first... I mean, we knew each other for, like, a year before he success well he was flirting but i knew him for like a year before he successfully got to me (laughs) got through to me uh number two do you have sexual compatibility yes um i was digmatized 
<laughs> it, I just mean, a little bit. Honestly, yeah, no. We had really good chemistry, and that was the main reason I just kept holding on to that situation, even though I was not getting what I needed out of it, and he was probably not treating me the way I deserved to be treated, especially towards the end. Um, but yeah, I'll give him one point on that. Is there easy conversational fluidity? Yes. Um, I think we get along really well. He does. He's, he's got the riz as the Gen Z says. Um, yeah, no, we had good convos. We, we connected pretty well, which is another reason why it's like, it's, (laughs) yeah, I, I think that relationship is one of the ones I'm still trying to let go of because it was really fun. We had a lot of fun together, honestly. Um, number four, do they have passions, interests? Are they interested in yours? I will say 0.25 on this one because one thing we had in common is we both write comedy. We both like going to stand up comedy shows. So we would do that a lot together. However, I would say in terms of maybe it's because of his mental health or just his situation in life, you know, in general right now, he's not that motivated in terms of that or in terms of really any hobbies outside of well, sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, sex hobby takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And so in terms of him having actual hobbies and, I mean, whether or not we share some hobbies and interests, in terms of him putting the time in to be like, hey, let me spend time with you and do this, um, I it's not at the degree that it probably could have been at. So, yeah, that's why I'm giving it a 2.5 or 0.25. And number five, are they emotionally intelligent and transparent? No. No. so that's uh one for sexual compatibility one for easy to talk to 0.25 for passions and interests so that's a 2.25 below a 2.5 i think the the passions and interests i think maybe like it'd be easier to create on like a 0.5 or a one scale Mm -hmm. so i guess it'd be 0.5 2.5 so like we had overlapping interests but because of various things happening in his personal life we didn't really get to spend time on that stuff together as much. So it's weird. I have like, I have like both good and bad things to say about that relationship. And it's like a very mixed bag. Let's go over mugshot. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, mugshot. Okay. So I actually wrote a song about him recently that I will be releasing hopefully sometime next year. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a singer-songwriter and a stand-up comedian outside of this podcast, so occasionally I'll talk about being those things. Fuck them on Geek Salad. Hey. <laughs> um, check out my Instagram at Sasha Midnight Performs, S-A-S-H-A. But um, yeah, no, I wrote a song about him because I feel like that's the easiest way for me to let out emotions. I'm not a crier. <laughs> I have a therapist. I should probably go more. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. But I don't know, music is the easiest way for me to process what I'm thinking, what my brain is braining. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the lyrics. So I miss you, but I wish I didn't. This is about mugshot. Um, Try not to, but I just want to kick it with you. And then at the end, I have this lyric where I say, um, you told me I wasn't good enough. So critical of all the shit I've done. And that pretty much summarizes that relationship where there was a lot of physical attraction. I'll go through the the points in a second and rate it, but there was a lot of physical attraction and chemistry, but he just made me feel like I wasn't good enough all the time. 
And like looking back, I realize that now. Like in what way? Like, oh, you should be more ambitious, career wise. Or he would like, yeah, right. Or he would like make comments like, I would show him one of my songs because he he's a musician as well. I'd show him one of my songs, or you know, he'd want me to show him some of my comedy or something. And instead of being like, oh, that was cool, that was good, he would just be like, well, let me show you this other comedian that I really like. Oh, yeah. That's not great. No. But I, I think was, it's like one thing to get like critical feedback from a significant other. Yeah, like, no, it was not like that. You don't want them to like blow smoke up your ass uh-huh. either. But like there's a difference between that and just being like, I'm going to direct you, like directly compare you to someone Right. Else. I don't know if it's just like a lack of emotional awareness yeah, or probably. Like I don't think he was trying to be malicious, but definitely just there were a few situations where he did not make me feel great about myself and looking back i realized that now at the moment i was like oh i don't care he's hot (laughs) you know we have great sex so So, one and two easy one and two absolutely attracted and sexual compatibility easy conversational fluidity i would say no because he he was just like really critical of like everything i had to say he also like talked a lot about his mother to you oh yeah yeah yeah. every date i had with him pretty much started with him talking about his mommy issues (laughs) Which, yeah. get a therapist, dude. Get a it's therapist. Like, I have a dead dad, but I don't talk to him. I, I do that. have a dead dad. We've discussed this on the other episode. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> it's been many, many years. It's been decades. Multiple decades, just FYI. Um, hey, we're getting old. <laughs> oh, my God, we are. Um, is there so? Is there easy conversational fluidity? I'm going to yeah. say no. I'm going to put a zero for that. Do he they have charisma, but like... But not in that kind of selfish, right? Not in the way that makes conversation easy. Yeah, more in the way of he just talks at you, right, and makes you want to hook up with him. Yes. <laughs> um, number four, do they have passions and interests? Are they interested in yours? <laughs> um, yes and no. Um, he's very into going to concerts, going to music stuff. Um, he's into comedy shows. Most of his life, he he likes to say. His life is uh, drugs, sex, and rock and roll, <laughs> which should have been a red flag to begin with. Um, but he Some likes to do those things. Yeah, but on a, like tamer scale. Yeah, he's not tame about it. He's like, all right, every time I have free time outside of work, I'm gonna go get high, go to a concert, and hook up with a bunch of people. Which, hey, whatever you do, you. But if you're claiming to be polyam. I would say the main issue there is that, like, it felt like he was just trying to collect as many partners as possible that he could put the least amount of energy into possible rather than trying to actually put time and energy into the relationships he already had. I think this is another, like, problem, a systematic problem in the polyam community. Especially with men. Yeah. Also, like... I know we discussed this on the episode with Matt and Lily, but how, like, Matt said that semantics, it's getting into semantics. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't fully define what they mean by partner. Right. Because Mugshot called everyone a partner. Yeah. Lily called people a partner. And you're like, but that does that require, like, a long-term, serious, consistency. Like, romantic commitment? Consistency, at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, I had consistency with Lily, but it was more... On her end, now I know in a more platonic way, but like with Mugshot, we, I mean, we were like, we were flirty. We, we hung out. We had one-on-ones. I spent the night at his place. Like it felt like something was building, but I could tell like he wasn't going to actually put forth the effort needed to continue it. It was like, 
I don't know. So I think at some point, if he hadn't broken up with you, you would have broken up with him. Probably because you were hanging out like you didn't see him for like months at a time. Oh, um, like weeks at a time. At the end. Yeah. At the end. Towards the end. And maybe that was him trying to ghost me, but not knowing how to. I don't know. But, emotionally intelligent. Sarah. Yeah. So about emotional intelligence. So I'd say, are you attracted to them? One point. Do you have sexual compatibility? One point. Conversational fluidity? Zero Sarah. points. Do they have passions and interests? I'll give them a point five. Because he wasn't really interested in yours unless he was tearing them down. <laughs> That's true. That's rough. <laughs> they are definitely not emotionally intelligent. I'm and yeah, zero to, he thinks he is. And this is something we were talking about the other day. Is it a red flag if people are like overly into researching and learning about polyamory, but not necessarily acting on it, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times where like you meet people who are like, I did the work. I did the right. I like did so much research. I read all the books. I listened to all the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Morris doesn't count. Um, yeah, and they like do so much bullshit. Yeah, in an actual relationship, and you're like, mm, did yeah. you do the work? Right. So, and that's something that's important. That that's one thing that we want to do with some of the merch we're gonna have on our online store is just having resources people can use to do the work, not just listening to our podcast. I mean, please listen. Thank you for being here, but also having guides that you can follow to kind of work through how am I acting in this situation? Am I being fair to this person? Am I being fair to myself? Just ways to... I think we need to add as part of doing the work, like, are you talking to your fucking partner? Because <laughs> you can't just be consuming resources without yeah. ever talking to your partners about, like, what are your relationship expectations? Like, right. what do you want to see? And also, and what like, like how they're doing. Just, hey, are you getting what you need out of this? Yeah, like check-ins. I think a lot of people assume doing the work is just learning. Mm-hmm. And that's great, too. Research is important. But that doesn't preclude you from actually talking to your partner. Yeah. Like, I understand doing that is way more scary than, like, reading a book. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> of all your knowledge. So that being said, 2.5. So he and uh, Safe Word got the same score. That's funny. I'm not surprised. <laughs> what about our beautiful podcast sexy cucumber? Oh my god! <laughs> so, sexy cucumber is an interesting uh, development. Par- basically, a former ex of mine that is ENM or claims to be ENM. Um, she and her partner, well, she and I broke up. Which basically... Because they ghosted you. Right. She... Oh, shit. You know them. You love them. Future Alex here. At this point, our ADHD definitely took over. We had technical difficulties, and then I don't think we ever came back to this topic because we moved on to one of Shay's exes. So just trying to explain this random jump in continuity. So you had an ex that you were with in college for three years, right? Yes, we will nickname him Bagel. Bagel. So what's your rating of Bagel? I was attracted to him, like, at the beginning, for sure. Obviously. Why else would I stay with him for, like, three years? We're shallow. So that's one. (laughs) The sexual compatibility is an interesting question. I think we were sexually compatible, even though we never had, like, full-on intercourse. I don't think you have to for it to count as sex, though, honestly. Oh, yeah. But I think, at the time, I was a lot more vanilla, and he's a Mm. lot more into BDSM. And he's into, like kink stuff that i'm not super into Mm -hmm. like in terms of like 
he's really into like predicament bondage and he's really into I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's where you like tie someone up in a way that hurts. Mm. That they struggle to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So um he's also really into humiliation and like other kinks not kink shaming. Like he was definitely like one of my first introductions mm-hmm. to kink. But I was like very vanilla and a virgin at the time, and I was like, "This is a lot." Yeah. <laughs> so I would give him like a point five on that. Like we had good on sexual compatibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say we were pretty easily like we converse like pretty yeah. well. Yeah. He's like, a pretty new. He's a nice dude. He's a chill yeah, guy. He's a very yeah. chill guy. I would give him a one for that. Um, the fa- passions and interests and the interest in mine. I think when we were in a relationship, like both of us. I was heavily depressed, so I didn't feel like I really had, like, passions or interests. Mm. And now, like, as just friends, he's realizing he doesn't really have any passions mm. and interests. So I would say, like, a point five, maybe. Like, he would, he would like, never tear mine down if I yeah. talked about them. But, like, it was just not really a thing when we were together. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would say he's pretty emotionally intelligent. Yeah. I would say, like, even if he's not intelligent about something... He will at least be willing to communicate. He's open minded. He's yeah. pretty like good at admitting when he's mm-hmm. wrong and vice versa. So I would give him one point five, two point five, three three point four. Point four? Like a four. Oh, Try a four. <laughs> All right. Four out of five. So he got the same score as Lily. Yeah, not that the relationship worked out, but I think it... Well, mine didn't either. It, it explains why we were together yeah. for like three years. Yeah, that, I like it. I like, yeah, this works. This Yeah, let's do you and Podcast God. 12-year relationship. <laughs> Me and Podcast God. So, 12-year relationship, let's see. Am I attracted to them? Yes. Podcast God's a cutie. So, one point for that. Do you have sexual compatibility? Yes. Actually, we both figured out we were bisexual and kinky at separate at separate times but at the same times together alongside each other and we opened our relationship together we, we've just gone through a lot of sexual emotional just a lot of different figuring out processes together so very much compatible luckily we went in the same direction yeah because a lot of couples that do that go in opposite directions and then they become less compatible so yes one point on that is there easy conversational fluidity i think so especially when he's high <laughs> He gets so articulate, um, so as you'll linear. see whenever he's on this podcast. Um, do they have passions, interests? Are they interested in yours? Yeah, I think um, some overlap is there, and then we have some differing interests. He's very into video games. I'm not, but I try to be supportive of him doing that because that's his form of self-care. That's his alone time. We have music in common. We actually met. Did you Do you know how we met? High school band? Yeah, not like marching band like i had i started he a punk- wasn't marching band. he was yeah i wasn't but i started a punk rock band uh or like more like pop punk band uh and he came to try out <laughs> and we actually already had like six or seven people in the band so we i think six we really didn't need another person we had all the instruments covered but i just thought he was cute yeah, like i need him yeah i was in like my band in my vagina i was like do you want to play extra percussion <laughs> wow look at look at your wrist in high school jesus i mean he was down so that's how we met so we played music together so we definitely have that in common um yeah and we we just we do a lot of things together we both like traveling being outside when it's not hot yes delicious food cooking 
And are they, number five, are they emotionally intelligent and transparent? Yeah, I think so. I would say did not start off that way. (laughs) But we were in high school. Like nobody's emotionally intelligent in high school. So five out of five. Podcast God. Look at him go. 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. See, I think the higher you go, the more likely it will. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Five out of five. Five out of five. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of more about figuring out whether or not it might last and figuring out whether or not you're even really compatible when you first meet someone. What about dating apps? Let's talk about dating apps because this kind of applies more to once you're talking to someone face to face. What makes you swipe left on a dating app profile? If they don't fill out their bio. Mm, that's true if they have like really shitty photos and they're all like close-ups of their face from like the downward angle or if there's like only one or two photos yeah yeah that will be like an automatic swipe left i think also for me on the other end of the spectrum an automatic swipe right even if i'm not super attracted to someone if they have polyamory listed on there or ethical non-monogamy or kink then it kind of makes me feel safer swiping on them because i'm like okay you're gonna get me to some degree to begin with interesting yeah yeah i will use of course i'll swipe right but like depends on like how attracted i am well yeah obviously if they're like not my type at all i'm not gonna swipe right but sometimes i will just because i want to make new friends i've met a couple people that way that just have become friends yeah i've definitely met friends yeah although i would not recommend that being your goal because yeah don't do that it's just frustrating for the people actually trying to date um i think also for swiping left it's i've noticed and a lot of times it's easier. So how do I word this? Um, I was on the newspaper staff in middle school. <laughs> okay. We're getting into a real backstory. Here. We're getting in there. Should we do a dating criteria for us? Ooh, we should. We'll, we'll do that at the end of the episode. Yes. So I'll stick around. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll rate our own relationship. Um, no, we should rate it back in college and rate how it is now. Oh, God. And get the okay. two scores. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but in middle school, I was in, I was on the newspaper staff at my school. And one of the things I clearly remember learning, I still remember to this day is this is related. I promise is when you're writing an article, people don't have much of an attention span. Oh, definitely not. So it's good to like, instead of having full paragraphs or having like one chunk of an article, like a chunky cat, um, you want to have it broken down with enough spacing in between so it's easier easier to digest. So like we would do one or two sentences and then put a space, like a line in between. And then, you know, so that's the format that a lot of journalists use. And honestly, I would kind of apply that to dating profiles. I do that to mine, either using bullets or just having short snippets with spaces in between, maybe an emoji here and there, just to make it easier to read. Because honestly, even if someone's attractive, unless they're like super attractive, if it's a really long bio, I'm not reading it. I think you just have ADD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me too. I think, like, what will make me swipe left is if, uh, also if, like, it's very clear that they're just looking for, like, a one-night stand. Yeah. Red Which flag. Fine. Like, sometimes I am on the apps to yeah. hook up. But if it's, like, if they phrase it in a way where I'm, like, what am I getting out of this? Mm-hmm. If, like, they're, like, I'm looking to spice up my bedroom with yeah. my partner. I'm, like, Cool. I'm assuming that you guys are just going to, like, kind of use me. Right. It's like not – and we're saying this not to judge people that want to do that. It's totally fine to want to have a threesome with your partner. I mean, I've done we, it. We've I've done, done it. it. <laughs> um, but do it in a way that's ethical. Do it in a way that you're still – and I know this is hard because a lot of the first 
time that people try non-monogamy is having a threesome with their partner. But you really have to think about the other person, the additional person that you're bringing in. Make sure they feel like they're not excluded. Make sure they're not feeling just objectified. Like at least get to know them a little bit. Talk to them. Make them feel like they matter. Also, it's like if I see something about like spice up your bedroom, I just automatically assume that you guys are boring in sex to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) It's like if you have to spice up your bedroom, exactly what am I putting myself Right, like is this your first ever threesome? (laughs) Are you guys like just missionary? Oh, All right, cool, fine. I think also for me it's like when couples have a profile together – and again, I have hooked up with couples before. I'm not opposed to it. But if a couple has a profile together and it says something along the lines of, we only play together. Don't try to get us to play separate. Don't, tr- don't try to get oh, us yeah, to. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that a we're, lot. we're a strong couple. You're not going to break us up. I'm like, wow, you're very insecure and coming off offensive. Not offensive like offending someone, but like you're on I'm the offensive. Offens- yeah, you're on the offensive rather than just stating the facts and being like, Take us as you, you know, take us as you I see that too. And I'm like, well, I'm not attracted to both of you, so. Right, right. Um, So, yeah, I think for couples watching, if any couples are watching this, there is a way to do it more. Friendly? Yeah. 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 There's like a more friendly, more, I don't want to say ethical because it's, you know, depends on who's saying it. But there's like a more, what's the word? There's just a better Chill. way yeah there's a more chill <laughs> way there's a more laid back way of going there's back. a more laid back way of pursuing something like a threesome um and making sure you're still taking into account the other person i also swipe left if i say anything about like i don't want a pen pill or like mm-hmm. i don't is anyone real on this app oh my god or like yes. they complain about dating on their profile right it's like i get it it sucks like we have a podcast right we're all here we talk about it we all we all hate it but if someone's at that point emotionally where they're like you know take a step back screw all this yeah if you're so negative on your dating guy profile it's just gonna bleed you oh for sure you're gonna be negative to me yeah like i don't want to go on a date with you and listen to your rant about dating which is probably what i feel like will happen yeah yeah and i think that's one reason why for me personally, I think I make a better partner and I get more people are attracted to me when I'm just like happy. Yeah. <laughs> so invest in yourself, invest in your own go to passions, therapy. interests, go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I should take that advice. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, another thing I wanted to chat about before we do our own rating, our yeah. enemies to lovers compatibility rating. Um, so putting the energy, speaking of how to attract people by, putting out the energy you want to receive in the world. Um, I think it's also important to filter out the people that won't give you the energy that you need to receive. And I'm still learning that, obviously. Um, But I think it is... All the 2.5. I know. I think it is on you to block the people out that won't bring you positivity in the long run, whatever that means to you, or to do your best. Obviously, you're not going to catch everything. People are very good at giving good first impressions sometimes. But I actually recently added... I want to read this out loud this section to my all of my dating profiles after the string of breakups I had earlier this year. Because um, I'm trying to set boundaries. I'm trying to learn to be upfront about what I want. And I'm starting by doing that with dating apps. And that's not enough, obviously. If you go on a date with someone, you still want to have those conversations and tell them, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm not okay with. And continue doing that throughout getting to know them. But it's a start. So I wrote that I need people in my life that are giving 
uh, very giving with their time, energy, and love um, because I don't have time for you if you don't have the time for me in your life. I want someone that makes me feel safe. Um, that's something that I don't think I've experienced with a lot of my other partners outside of Podcast God. Um, and I think it's important to be upfront about that because I'm not looking for something casual at this point. I've been there. We like but, occasionally just like look for something casual together. Yeah, but I think ideally I would like to have partners at this point that are like actual partners. Right. Like I, I can be romantic with them. I can say I love you to them eventually, you know, if it gets to that point. Well, you'll first wait for them to say I love you first. Because <laughs> you're a coward. Trauma. Uh, oh actually I want to find my phone because that's not the exact that's not exactly what it's on my bio. Oh, that's true. We're matched. We ma- obviously we matched, don't feel. Have we matched on any other dating apps? No, I don't have any other That's dating hilarious. apps downloaded. So. Honestly, I, I deleted all my other ones too because they suck. So you only have Yield right now? Currently, yeah. Where are you? Did Yield match me? Nope. Here I've used her as like a lesbian dating app, but honestly, I haven't had great luck. I think the pool's just small in there. Oh, read your bio. They, them pronouns, rainbow emoji. Not looking for casual FWB or hookups. Not a unicorn. Kinky switch by mostly lean sub, bisexual, polyam and partner, dating solo. I write songs, longboard, rock climb, do stand-up comedy, run a podcast, have two cats, and speak English, Russian, and French. I love how gay this bottle is. <laughs> like, all these hobbies. <laughs> if you don't have consistent time for me and a high libido, we are probably not compatible. I am not looking for anything simply physical. Please do not match me if you're polysaturated, monogamous, or just looking for a fling. I'm a busy human, and I'm working on only giving my time and energy to people who can reciprocate that. I actually think the last sentence is a little, like, aggressive. It's interesting because all of the people I've matched with, almost all of the people I've matched with on there recently since adding that have been a lot more genuine. Okay. So I think it is filtering out people who actually read it. Obviously, not everyone reads. Not everyone. No one reads. Some people are just like, hot person, swipe. Yeah. Or some dudes. I have, um guilty of that sometimes oh yeah some some dudes will also (laughs) just go through and swipe on everyone because it's rough out there yeah but um yeah i think since adding that honestly i've gotten more matches with people that are like i really appreciated your bio i'm glad how i liked how straightforward you were i'm also looking for something more serious it hasn't worked out with any of those people because i'm just not as attracted to them as i thought i was when i first swiped but i do think it's helped filter out the people that i might fall into a you know, yeah. not great relationship with. Are you afraid that it's going to take some time? Like you're going to be effectively single for a while? Yeah, I'm very, I'm poly single right now, honestly, basically, because I have one like full on partner. Um, I have like, I guess a couple of play partners here and there, um, including you. Hey, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I, it sucks. I don't have patience. I'm like, <laughs> I want to yeah. have. I'm going to die alone. <laughs> I want to have so many people around me that all want to go on dates and be cute and romantic. And like, not everyone, not everyone's down for that. And not everyone, not everyone that's down for that are people that I would want to be with, you yeah. know, for various reasons. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind Lily of the, was like, you're going to have to wait four to five years in your face of just like horror. <laughs> do you uh, want to read my bio? Oh um, yeah. That'll be interesting. Let's do that. The thing is I did not make a very detailed bio because I'm not really looking right now. Mm. So I could probably refresh this at some point. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Co-host Shay. Pun pundit. What does that even mean? Like it's a pundit is like 
has pun in it. So I thought it was funny. What does that mean? Define the word pundit. Pundit is like someone who overemphasizes something. Like someone who's like a big, like a political pundit. You're such a writer. (laughs) Probably trying to pet a cat. True. People who support their local libraries are hot. I don't think I've ever actually read your bio. <laughs> I didn't try very hard on it, to be honest. Um, hey, it works. Polly slash five foot three jealous slash switch slash child free. I mean, it gives all the important information. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm just looking at the photos now. Mm-hmm. They're good photos. A plus. Yeah. I've and then you, on, on field, they let you choose like your interests and your desires, you put for desires, poly, singles, dates, kink, um, which I think summarizes it pretty well. And interests, you put reading, thrifting, museums, art, concerts, travel, anime, clubbing, horror movies. What a combo. I have range. <laughs> you do have range. I have just gay range. <laughs> gay range. I should get into like, I think if I get into stand-up comedy and rock climbing, I will have cornered the market for bisexuals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that kind of explains what we're looking for in dating apps and what we're putting out, putting forth into the world, whether or not it's working. I could probably be more explicit about like, hey, I'm looking for someone who's also doesn't want kids. I'm looking for like specifically mm-hmm. poly because people will read it. And swipe even though they don't fit those like things oh, yeah. that I put down. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know why you swipe on me, but yeah. all right. Yeah, I mean, I've had couples swipe on me and I didn't realize they were couples because I just saw one person in the picture and I swiped. And then they messaged me and they're like, do you want to date us? And the thing is, I don't really want to date a couple. So that's that's another misconception, I, I think. I think dating a couple is... It's difficult. Like, very difficult. I think it's something that you can do once you're a bit more like experienced in poly and enum just because it takes so much time and effort and energy trying to develop three relationships yeah essentially. i think for the most part people do focus on the one-on-one interactions in, yeah when in their poly dating life a um, lot of these couples are so super new to enum yeah like they're on their mostly they say they're looking for a triad but what they're really looking for is a threesome Right, yeah, or just consistent threesomes, which is fine. Which is fine. But that's not the same thing as dating. I've done it. Yeah. Um, Well, I think the time has come for us to grade each other. All right. Um, Let's do 18 girls. Yeah, so when we were 18. We first met. Were we attracted to each other? I don't think we, if we were, we didn't realize it. I don't think we realized it. I don't, I think at that point I was still assuming I was mostly straight. Yeah, same. So I was I like, knew I was bi, but I was like, I'm dating yeah, a guy, yeah. whatever, you know. So it's zero. Do you have sexual compatibility? We never we tried. Never up. Zero. So zero. Is there easy conversational fluidity? I would say like at the beginning for sure. Up until we were enemies. Yeah, I think until we started having issues with just being roommates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even then we got along because we had a lot in common like we do now. So I would say yeah. yes. And we like hung out quite a bit. Yeah. So we I'll say like, one point for that. Yeah. I would say like even from the beginning, we had like very similar senses of humor and stuff like that. We should have known. <laughs> Number four, do they have passions, interests? Are they interested in yours? I think it was interesting yours. I thought you were pretty interesting. I felt like a really boring person because I was depressed. <laughs> a, I probably was too. I just didn't realize it. Oh, you definitely were. <laughs> it, it got worse and worse, I think. Yeah. Over the semesters. Yeah. Because, case, I'm sorry. Because the university we went to was 
not the greatest. So maybe point five for passions and interests because we were both kind of artsy. We were in the artsy dorm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then are they number five? Are they emotionally but, intelligent uh, or transparent? Zero. No, yeah. We were eighteen. Yeah, like negative communication skills. Um, so that would be attraction zero, sexual compatibility zero, conversational fluidity one, passions and interests point, point, point five. five. We have a one point five out of five for eighteen year old us. Yes. Now, now, twenty twenty three, twenty nine, twenty nine year old, eleven years later, we're growing and improving and glowing out here. Oh yeah. Number one, are you attracted to them? Uh, we fucked up, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one point. Number two, do you have sexual compatibility? Since we're both switchers and interesting kink and we like group play, I, I would say yeah. Yeah. Sure. One like, point. We have a lot of common kinks as well. Yeah. You've made me uh, squirt quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, number three, is there easy conversational fluidity? Well, we have a podcast yes, together. so we, hopefully the answer is yes. One point. Number four, do they have passions, interests, are they interested in yours? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a decent amount of overlap. Yeah. And, like, I still don't feel like I have any passions or interests because <laughs> I'm still depressed. But hey, we're working on that. We're working on it. And number five. Wait, so should we do a point for number four? Should we do half a point? What Let's do half. Half a point for number four. Number five, are they emotionally intelligent, transparent? I think we're still working on it. Yeah. But definitely more so, way more so than we, yeah. when we were, like, an 18. Yeah. Because, like, I have no problem now being like, hey, you should smell. Go shower. Yes. And I've told you, please do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we're more okay being like, this is what you can say to me, and it's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Which, side note, I can't smell. I have no sense of smell, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you've mentioned um, to me recently, like since we've been reunited, that you're realizing now some of the reasons I was so messy was because I couldn't smell and I was depressed and all these things that you see now and you've experienced some of it now and you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. Like, I think I'm a lot more empathetic about it. Yeah. And like, I think you're also more transparent about like what yeah. you need from me in terms of communication and more apologetic in terms of i know i'm messy i'm gonna tell you i am <laughs> but and not like cute hot mess but i mean like, i'm also a hot mess that too <laughs> so should we do half a point or a point for emotional intelligence i think we're better now for sure i also think that like we've discussed so much about like dating and like relationships that, like, but i think there's always room to grow so maybe half a point what's that half a point all right so uh, one for attraction, one for sexual compatibility, one for conversational fluidity, half a point for passions and interests, and half a point for emotional intelligence. That's four points. That's a four. It's a four-pointer. Yeah. I also think the like, emotional intelligence transparency will develop with time. Like, I think we'll eventually hit yeah. a one. Because I think right now there's still a sense of like... I think there's still like a sense of like, oh, like we were so like not safe for each other in the past. Yeah. That like, I think with enough time, that, like, once we've suppressed, like, the one-year mark, we were only roommates for a year. Yeah. So uh, once we've suppressed, like, one-year mark. And this was, like, a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, like, eh, like, clearly enough history has been built to, like, yeah. overlap. Or uh, rebuilt. Yeah. I think it's funny, it. too, because, like, we should do an episode where we just compare each other. Like, how each of us has changed since when we first met. Since uh, yeah. we first lived together. Yeah, that's true. We have because it's weird because a lot of times when that happens, when you know for someone for that long, you're in contact more or less throughout that time. We were in like not in contact at all for ten years. We would like 
Facebook message. Yeah, but I wouldn't really count and, that. like, emo, like, once a year. If that. If that. I think, like, towards the, like, last couple, like, five years, like, I didn't talk to you, like, at all. Yeah. So it's funny, like, re-meeting someone that you knew fairly well a long time ago and seeing their growth. I think we've definitely grown. Yeah, like, for sure. Positively. I mean, we're here. Yeah. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> um... Do you have anything else to add? I mean, any any other thoughts on just dating criteria? I think, on- like, dating criteria-wise, it's, like, kind of... It's a little depressing to be like, shit, I've met so many people and none of them, like, hit the criteria. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it's good now to be like, this is... Like, I have enough history where I can be like, this doesn't work. Like, I cannot make a 2.5 and it will work. And yeah. just stop trying to chase it. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And also... Getting back into job hunting, which Shay's been doing. Um, I think a lot of what I've heard with job hunting, too, is you get exhausted emotionally, you get drained, and it's just not as effective if you're just sending 100 you know, applications every day. It's better to be more precise with this is some this is the kind of job I could see myself doing this is a good fit. This is the kind of employer who would see me as a good fit. Right, and only applying – Maybe to less jobs, but to opportunities that you have a higher chance getting, right? Although you'll probably still have to apply to more jobs than you did in like 2019. Oh, absolutely. Because but it's just, it just takes more. Now. Yeah, the market's crazy out here. But I think because of that, it's the same way with dating. Um, I'm learning, and it sounds like you are too, where you can't just try to date anyone you find attractive. As much as it's easy to do that and fall into that, especially you, when you're Polly. Yeah. And like Ian, because yeah. you're like, everyone's an option. Well, like, I don't. <laughs> And we're both bi as well. Yeah, like, we're both bi. We're, we're, there's a bigger pool. I would say we're both also, like, generally, like, generically attractive. Like, we're not, um, like, super overweight. We're both, like, fairly young, like. Yeah, and, like, we look younger than we are. So I think We have no visible disabilities. Pool. So, like, we do have a fairly large dating pool. We have a lot. We, I would say we both have, like, pretty. We're both AFABs. A degree. We have what? We have, like, pretty privilege to a Probably, yeah. In terms of, like, men think we're attractive. Yeah. And some women think we're attractive. Right. So, I mean, for even for us, it's, like, there are so many people that we could date, but even that pool is small. We should not be. Well, it's also small. And then to, out of that, choose people that are poly, people that are, you know, going to pass these criteria, people that are actually compatible with us. That's a pretty tiny pool. Yeah, and then I make it even tinier because we both need someone who's into kink. Mm-hmm. We both need someone who's like, well, I need someone who doesn't want kids. Yeah, but I think With it's me. it's important to understand that that's okay. Like, yeah, it sucks. Okay. It sucks to wait. It sucks to, like, go on multiple dates and be like, I haven't found anything. It's like, if you need to take a break, take a break. Yes. Like, even if you're Polly, Am, or, like, E&M, no one's going to be like, well, I see that you are no longer qualified for or like card. <laughs> like the right, right. You're not no gonna one's get, gonna be like you won't get, get kicked out. out of the club. I mean, <laughs> I only have one romantic partner right now, and I still identify as polyam. Like, yeah, I still identify as polyam. I think it's more of the way your perspective or the way you view relationships, and not like how you're actively living it. Yeah, like it's sort of like your sexual orientation, just because in a way we define ourselves as bisexual, or maybe emotional orientation, relationship orientation, relationship orientation, like the structure that you favor. Yeah, yeah. I think we pretty much covered what we wanted to. 
Yeah. Uh, stay helpful if you're job hunting or relationship hey. hunting. If anyone's looking for a marketing person, please reach out to Shay. Um, anyways, we love sharing our polyam and ENM journeys with others. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review on whatever you use to listen to podcasts and tell your friends to check us out. Hit subscribe to join the community and tune in next week for the next episode. You can also follow us on Instagram and leave us a message at enemies to lovers podcast, the letter, the number two, not the word. Our email is the same handle at gmail.com. A big thank big you to our producer, the podcast, podcast God. God. And if you are gay, trans, ethically non-monogamous, polyam, kinky, or just curious, please reach out. We would love to hear from you. We're always looking for new guests for the podcast, especially people with new perspectives. We are Atlanta-based, though. We are Atlanta-based. Currently, we're really just trying to record in Atlanta. Eventually, we'll probably try to expand to remote recording or trying to do some recordings in other cities. But for for now, preferably Atlanta people. And And that's a wrap. Enemies to lovers. lovers.